Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collin II, and with me via Zoom is... Is Maximilian... Uh, Robot Maximilian. Okay. <clears throat> you remember the character from... What was it called? The Black Hole? Yes. Disney's... Yeah, Disney's answer to Star Wars. Um... There was yeah, that was one the ro- the robot Maximilian who was built by the the dude on the ship, and he was like, I guess like the guy's only companion or whatever. Then he killed one of the guys, and then the guy who built the ship was like, he was so angry because he turned to Maximilian. And he just said, Maximilian, you shouldn't have done that, you know, because that's that's you know that's your response like when someone kills someone in front of you. That's that's the proper emotional response to that is you shouldn't have done that. That's what I've done every time anybody's killed somebody in front of me. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess it's a it's a good way of like um, compartmentalizing, you know, the situation. I guess so you're not, yeah. now it's like, well, I guess it is a way of just shutting things down. Like you shouldn't have done that. And then when you get home, you can start crying, having panic attacks. You know, I guess. But, yeah, but you know. Or have it, or have it come out in really weird ways, you know, just out of the blue, like for no reason. Anyways, yeah, like my name's Maximilian now. So okay, so Maximilian, um, I uh, had an issue this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to heat up some nacho cheese yesterday in my microwave, and my microwave started smoking. Which is a bad habit for a microwave to start doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A tried, good thing. I tried to fix it with a nicotine patch, but it didn't work. Those don't work on everyone, so, you know, it's really a crapshoot. So, yeah, I just threw it away, like you do anybody that starts smoking. And, um... Whoa. <laughs> I just threw you away. <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah... Yeah, yeah, I decided to, uh, you know, just buy a new one. So, anyway, so, yeah, anyways, but really, seriously, though, freaked me out. My my microwave started sparking and smoking. <clears throat> Was it vaping, man? Do you have vapors coming out of it? Because <laughs> vaping's cooler than smoking, man. It's better. No, I, I, love, no. I love, like, the wars between Nick smoking and vaping now because mm-hmm. like both people are putting out commercials saying that the other is worse than the other but they're both being funded by opposite propaganda networks so you're not even really getting the truth either way you're just getting different industries talking bad about the other industry <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like vaping's just vaping's even worse than smoking and it's like okay who paid for that ad oh i got you a tobacco company okay well that that makes sense then, yeah of course uh, the vaping's got a commercial saying like, "Oh, smoking's bad for you." Oh, it's paid for by a vape company or a vape industry. Oh man, and it's like, where can I get some actual truth here? I mean, I'm pretty sure both are bad for you, but but you know. Um, anyway, sorry. So like, my microwave broke on Wednesday or Thursday. Really? So I and the things mine was only not even not even two years. Yeah, it was like almost well. Got it back in like March 2020, so not even two years yet. And um, this, so I'm starting to think there's a conspiracy here. I think that they make microwaves on purpose to break down 
around the two year mark. So then you have to go buy yeah, another microwave. Because I, I haven't That's had mine. I had mine for about two years too. Maybe at the yeah. most, maybe a year or so. But I did get the two year protection plan on the new one I bought just in case it does this again. But with my luck, it'll go. It'll happen like right after the two year protection plan ends. Yeah, and then. yeah. But like forcing to buy it because they're like, oh, don't, you know, you don't have to buy it if you don't want to. Wink, wink. And then the microwave breaks down. So they're like, oh, well, I guess you should have bought that warranty. It's like, well, the warranty is officially part of the price of the microwave. So what you're essentially saying is, is if you don't pay this extra price, we're going to punish you for it. So you better cough up the extra how, however many dollars to get the goddamn warranty. This whole thing's a racket. And then, so, like, mine wasn't smoking, but it just wouldn't turn off at all, literally. Like, if you, like, like you know, the, the timer went off, the thing was still cooking. So, you know, glad that, you know, I was there. Uh, nice. You know, wow. But when you, tr- when you uh, you know, um, close the door again, it would just, just keep going, and there's no way to stop it. You just had to literally unplug it to stop it. And then, like, a day later plugged it back in and the same thing happened just straight went on again so i'm like okay well this is this thing's broken and um uh, and, and anyways, speaking of things that don't work properly anymore um today we are covering home sweet home alone the sixth movie in the home alone franchise <clears throat> yep. which uh premiered on disney plus day this year november 12th on Disney Plus. Oh. And yes, this is I the for Disney Plus. What's that? I didn't know they had a day for yeah, Disney. Yeah, it it's the two year anniversary of the start of Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have an official holiday now. Hmm. We will be celebrating that in the future, you know, it'll be kids will get off school in the future and you know. <laughs> Yeah, and that would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, when Disney takes over the whole world, and oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, company towns more like a company world. So uh, <laughs> everyone's gonna work at Disney. Yes. Yeah, so um, the mouse has. We'll, we'll all live in mouse houses. <laughs> um. So this movie which is uh, kind of a soft reboot of the Home Alone franchise. Um, it's uh, produced by 20th Century Studios, which is the studio that Disney now owns. It used to be 20th Century Fox, um, who produced the other wonderful Home Alone films, which we've covered <laughs> one of. Yeah, we have. It was, uh, it was um, four, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, this one has a great cast, actually, who are unfortunately in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have Archie Yates from Jojo Rabbit as Max Mercer, who is the new Kevin McAllister, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um,. Got Rob Delaney as Jeff McKenzie. Ellie Kemper as Pam McKenzie. They're the new robbers in this movie. Um, Aisling B as Carol Mercer, Max's mom. We got Keenan Thompson in here as a real estate agent, Gavin Washington. T- 
Tim Simmons as uh, Jeff's brother Hunter. Allie Mackey as uh, May, Hunter's wife. Pete Holmes as Uncle Blake Mercer. Um, Chris Parnell as Uncle Stu Mercer. Andy Daly as Mike Mercer, the father. Um, you've got uh, Mikey Day in there as a priest. you got Jim Rash in there as a bell choir leader. <laughs> so you got a good cast here. Yeah. You also have uh, Devin... Um, Retray, who uh, plays Buzz, Buzz McAllister in Home Alone 1 and 2, reprising his role here, now where he's a cop. So, this is actually part of the Home Alone cinematic universe, if you will. Because yes. part 3 and 4 and 5 are not connected to oh, four the original. Is. Oh, 4 is? Well, four, 4 is the same character, different actors. Really? Well, yeah, remember we watched that one? That was the... It was Kevin who played... Back. That was Kevin? Okay, I don't, it was like a while ago. Yeah, All right, so, yeah. so one, two, four, and six are <laughs> technically linked. Now we have to have a Home Alone cin- cinematic universe. We've got MCU, so now we have to have a, you know, H-A-C-C-U as well, you know, so... Yeah. You know, we have to have Buzz, which... I have to say, was it the same actor as Buzz? Yeah. I have to say, I think he's aged pretty well because that oh, movie's yeah. like 30 years old. Like, you know what I mean? He looks and he was the same except like, for with a beard. Yeah, and he was already like a teenager at the time, you know, yeah. when that came out. So, yeah, at first I thought it was the... I know sometimes I have an issue with like some people's faces look like someone else to me, but this, you know... I For a second I thought that was a dude from This Is Us, Toby. And I realized, like, it's not Toby. Yeah. Uh, and, you know... Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's like uh, my age. He's like forty-four. So, yeah, yeah, I figured he was probably around because I'm just trying to think. Ninety, mm-hmm. ninety-two, I think is when Home Alone came out. Yeah, ninety-one, ninety. Uh, yeah, it was ninety. Okay, yeah. and um, yeah, so he's a cop. He's you know interesting character. He's not in it that much, but <clears throat> but it, that's the way they connected to the other, the first two movies, um. At yeah. least, you know. Buzz does appear in four, but played by a different actor. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this movie, we have it starting out with uh, this couple named uh, Jeff and Pam McKenzie who are trying to sell their house. But they're keeping it from their children like you do, you know. <laughs> um. Jeff has lost his job, and uh, Pam is a teacher and not making enough because most teachers don't make enough. Um, yeah. And uh, so they're going to sell their home. They have, like, an open house thing going on. Um, they uh, they have this, uh, I guess they're, uh, his brother's going to stay with them for the holidays. And his brother's much more successful and rich and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but during the open house, um, which their their uh, real estate agent is played by uh, Keenan Thompson from SNL, and Keenan and all that, and Keenan and Cal, all that, and <laughs> all that jazz. Yeah. One of the most underrated comic actors in our generation, in my opinion, honestly. So, um, 
the uh, yeah. What were you gonna say? I was just saying he is like yeah. one of the most underrated. Yeah, like like comedic actors, really this generation, really. Yeah, longest serving cast member in the history of SNL. So crazy. Yeah. Uh, how how many? We're talking about how many? What? 15, Seventeen years at this point, something like that, or I don't know if it's been that long, but it's it's pretty long. Yeah, it's been at least at least you know over a decade. So, um, the uh, so uh, during the uh, during the open house, we we meet on the way. Uh, we we cut to uh, meeting uh, Max Mercer and his mom Carol. Yeah. Um, Max has to pee, so. They uh, see that there's an open house, so they go over to the Mackenzie's house to basically so uh, Max can use the restroom, and they pretend that they're, uh, you know, it's like he's the the mom's teaching the kid to lie early. Yeah, um, we, we, we yeah we see a lot of deception already in place in this family home. So yes, um. <laughs> so um, yes. Oh god, this movie was okay. Anyway, so um, <laughs> um, so uh, they they stop by to use the restroom. Um, Max has a brief exchange with Jeff, who uh, shows him like a box of old dolls, including a malformed one with an upside down face. Yeah, yeah. Carol comes to find Max. Um, oh, during that scene too, um, Max wanted to have some kind of sugary soda, energy drink sort of thing or something. Um, and uh, Jeff, like a good person, says, "You know, maybe you should ask your parents because it's got a lot of sugar in it." You know. Yeah, exactly. You know what a good person would do is, oh, you know, yeah, I don't have, I don't have the authority to give you junk, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. not gonna just. And give a child, you know, something that could potentially harm them, yeah, or you know that their parents just might not want them to have for whatever reason because their parents, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, that's what the, the who's in charge of the child, and the child is their charge, mm-hmm. you know, not some random stranger that they first met. By the way, he was being a complete brat and asshole to the guy in the oh, house yeah. we just meet in. Um, so he was good at that. Um, the uh. So, um, Carol, um, comments on how the, that dolls with the unusual, um, deformities like that she saw on, like, um, Antiques Roadshow that it was worth a lot of money. And that they're worth, like, you know, $200,000 or something. Uh, so, uh. Max and Carol return home, and then we've got the whole uh, kind of like scene similar to the original Home Alone, where the whole family is preparing to leave for Tokyo this time for the holidays. Um, yep. With Carol leaving re- uh, earlier than the rest of the family because they're stuck on two different flights. Um. So, uh, Max is just pissed off at all, you know, everything. So he decides to hide in the garage and in a parked car 
watching some Looney Tunes, which I thought was interesting that he's watching Looney Tunes in a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a a comment there or not. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's just interesting that, you know, we're watching some Warner Brothers property in a Disney film. But, yeah. um, yeah, you think they would have, you know, put on some Mickey Mouse shit or something, you know? But... Yeah. It's Max. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's a character. But it's so. probably a commentary on the fact that the Home Alone movies are pretty slapsticky, like the like uh, the Roadrunner and Coyote, you know, things are. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so he falls asleep in the, in the car and then the next morning he's basically forgotten, um, by his dumb uncle played by Pete Holmes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, we have, uh, that same morning, Jeff goes to retrieve the um the doll because he knew how much it was worth and uh he believes that max stole it because of the situation so he he remembers their name because they said their names out loud (laughs) and you know yeah like you do exactly um so jeff goes to retrieve the Retrieve the doll, finds out it's missing in there. Um, he believes that Max stole it, and he uh, ends up locating the Mercer household the next day. Only to find that the whole family is hastily leaving. During the commotion, he overhears the security code, which is 1112. Um, which he's like, that's actually a good code. I'm like, is it? No, no, he actually really? said, no, he said that was a bad code. Oh, okay. Yeah. He says that's not I've a good code. A yeah. pretty shitty code. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he, um, so, uh, the next day he, uh, he tells his wife, Pam, about the, about the doll. And, uh, so they know that everybody's leaving. So, um, also they, they, they hid the key under, a under a planted pot and a a, uh, a a potted plant, not a planted pot. That's yeah. Yeah. Have you ever planted <laughs> a pot? Um, you just, you know, get it out of your, uh, cupboard and put it in the ground. Like, they grow into like a bigger pot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like a huge, yeah. Chili, you know, like you put like a whole town's worth of chili and you just have a big, if you water them right, then you get like, you, then you get like a, like a whole like corningware set. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what we gotta start doing. We gotta start making engineering plants that can grow like objects, and we just <laughs> that's how we like sustain ourselves. Like, oh well, we can't make any more pots anymore, so now we gotta grow a plant that makes pots for us, and then we just go. And then same thing with cars, you know, like a like a car plant, mm-hmm. like not a factory that makes cars, like an actual plant yeah. that grows vehicles, you know, and um, not sure what to do with the gasoline part, though. I might have to figure out something else for that, but... They'll just uh, make electric cars. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just grow Teslas. And, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but 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 we'll take away the guy from Tesla. We'll take away um, Elon Musk. He's yeah. Like, no, we don't need you anymore. We never really did. But uh. <laughs> anyways, Matt, do you want to take a quick break <laughs> here before and we talk more about the plot of Home Home Sweet Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. Okay, and we are back. Yeah. Yes. I'm sitting here. I'm home alone. Yeah, watching Home Alone. Yes. Like you do. Like you do, yeah. So, um, we have this uh, situation now. Um, Jeff McKenzie's telling his wife about um, what's going on, and they, they decide that they're going to go steal the doll at night. You know. Yeah. Like responsible adults would do. Mm-hmm. You know. It's interesting because... I, I like the fact that he just automatically assumed that this kid stole the doll, like, like they're like just because he couldn't find it, like, yeah, like you've misplaced anything in your life before, and like nobody's ever been at your house, and you're just like automatically that guy stole it, and it's like, well, that's some pretty big leaps of judgment, like, mm-hmm. you know, like it could have been anything. Plus, too, we know because I caught on really early on. I don't care if we spoil it, but. I saw um, uh, Jeff's niece take something from a, um, like, they were at some, like, I don't know, car- not carnival, like, uh, whatever you call it. I don't oh, know. That, that, that was a boy, actually. That was, yeah. Was it? No, oh, okay. Was well, nephew. Yeah. He had definitely stole something from, like, the, they were, like, buying something from, like, a food stand or something. I don't know. And then uh, I'm like, aha, like, that, that, that kid's got a problem with stealing stuff. He yeah. doesn't need to. His parents are fucking rich. But, you know, you know how they are. Yeah. So they just want more and more and more. But, you know, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Um, so. Anyways, he, they, uh, they, Jeff and Pam arrive at the Mercer house and they get inside. 
Max overhears them talking about getting an ugly little boy and assume that they are talking about selling him to an old lady instead of the ugly doll. (laughs) For $200,000. Yes. So now we got human trafficking involved, or at least assuming human trafficking. Yes. So, So Max so Max is very scared. He's home alone. You gotta see things from his perspective. He's home alone. Um, he, you know, he he had a little bit of fun being there by himself, mind you. The montage for this was must be desired. The first home alone, it's it's very abundantly clear that Kevin is just having a fucking blast by himself. I mean, he's doing all kinds of shit. This was like a 30-second little montage where he just kind of messes around watching some TV shows, you know, wears his mom's dress for a few seconds, and then that's it. Like, which, uh, which is uh, probably going to get a bunch of uh, conservatives pissed oh, off. Oh, oh, so, of course. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. They're, you see? They're, they're, trying to, they're trying to brainwash off kids. They're, yeah. they're, you know, that part of the, the liberal plan, the conspiracy. Oh, well, actually, you know what? It might be a plan. Actually... It might be intentional. You ever think about that? Like, like that's the other thing. I'm so I'm so tired of people like like trying to be defensive. Like, oh no, no, sir, that's not their plan. We would never do that, sir. But please, please accept my apology, sir. It's like, what if someone just says, no, we actually did do it on purpose, and we, we did it because we wanna we wanna normalize that shit so people don't feel like crap. That's why we did it on purpose, and we also did it so that you would cry about it. And they'd be like, <laughs> you know, but no one does that. They always got to play coy. And like, oh, my God, I had no idea we would do something like that. So yeah, just, just to let you, you know, know that that just because you let your boy dress up like a Disney princess, though, that doesn't mean you're not a transphobic person and go rot a mocker. Anyway, so. um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, too, because you like to dress in men's or women's clothes does not automatically mean you're transgender. But, exactly. But, fuck. Fuck nuance. We can't talk about that. So no. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, back to yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. Home sweet Home Alone. Um, the uh, yeah. So um, they think that he thinks that they're going to sell him, and then there's like he has these like um, like like little uh. Oh yeah, during that montage though that we were you're talking about where he's doing things, I did like one thing there. They did have a Scarface reference there. Where he's sitting oh, there, yeah, he, right. he's dressed in like a suit that's similar to to um, Al Pacino's costume in that, and he's sitting there at a table. And instead of having a big pile of coke in front of him, he's got a big cu- pile of candy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That was pretty. That was pretty neat. But anyways, he does have like this, uh, like daydream about like being sold to like old ladies and stuff, and um. <laughs> Which feels more in line with a Christmas story than Home Alone. Yeah. Because I don't remember Kevin having daydreams like that. Unless I'm no, forgetting. There are a couple of these like that. But Ralphie, very Ralphie had those in a Christmas story and a Christmas story too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Classic. So it's like they're it's like they're combining Christmas films, you know. Of course, I mean, why not? Um, it's what they do now. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh God. So you know what sucked? The movie was good for like ten minutes. Yeah, it was good, and then it just like fell from there. Mm-hmm. So we've got um. 
Um, he, he thinks they're talking about selling him to an old lady. He attempts to scare them away by calling the cops. And then Officer Buzz McAllister arrives. <laughs> but uh, Pam, like, flirts with him and ends up diverting him. Very awkwardly for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and th- then uh, Max uh, starts to realize that if he if that if he finds out that he's home alone, that his parents might get arrested for leaving him. Which I'm not sure if that's how that happens, but um, that was also a very Christmas story kind of mm-hmm. thing, like. Where you start coming up with, like, worst-case scenarios of, like, you know, doing something or whatever, like... <clears throat> yeah. Like, the whole thing, like, where, you know, Ralphie had to eat soap, but then he, like, fantasized about becoming blind from it, and, like, yeah. making his parents feel guilty about it and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, well, I just saw something, too, it's really interesting. So, her name is Pam, and then the office... Like wasn't like wasn't it like an ongoing joke where they were saying like Aaron was like the new Pam. Yeah. Like so that's kind of. I mean, I'm not sure if that was intentional. It could have been like a bad yes. thing, but you know. <laughs> and it's played, you know, by the same beautiful actress. Anyway, so um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ellie Kemper, who I have a crush on. Anyway, so um. <laughs> she's she's nice. Yeah. Yes. Um. I would no, I never met her. But <laughs> what's that? So I would no, I've never met her, but yeah, like, yeah she's nice. <laughs> So, um, Max's mom, Carol, discovers that uh, Max has been left home alone, you know, and yells at her stupid (laughs) brother-in-law, played by Pete Holmes. I don't know why I got to point out that it's played by Pete Holmes every time I talk about him. (laughs) Played by Pete Holmes. (laughs) See, See, there's this thing. Okay, I like Pete Holmes to a point. But too much of Pete Holmes is annoying. There's just enough of Pete Holmes in this movie. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so... It's not, um, yeah, it's not my favorite. No. Well, pretty much of it. And even, there even, there's even such as too much Robin Williams for me. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it's like... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like Pete Holmes can be good in small doses. Um, there was enough of him in this movie, and that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> Any more, and it probably would have been annoying. Um. No offense to you, Pete Holmes. Uh, you're a great guy. Anyway, so um, the uh, so uh, they um, she decides to buy a ticket and head back to you know get her son. Um, so the next day, the Mackenzies are heading to church, and at the church, they uh, run into their realtor, Gavin Washington. Oh, yeah, by the way, earlier, the kids come home that they were keeping, that, that, that they, you know, the parents were lying to, like parents do. And um, <laughs> they uh, convinced uh, the kids that, uh, tried to convince the kids that uh, Gavin was um, a personal trainer to the dad. So, yeah. And then that, yeah. and then he had balloons, and the reason he had balloons is because you know they're celebrating him taking the first step and <laughs> getting rid of his flab. Um, so the uh, 
Gavin comes goes into them at church and he tells them that they have an offer on the house, um, but they need to decide by the end of the year, putting pressure on them as it's near Christmas, you know, so it's towards the end of the year. Um, um, so Max arrives at the church because he sees that there's like gifts for needy or something, kids or something. So he thinks that he needs them. Yeah. But you know, again, you know, just like before, you know, with, with the rich people, he lives in the house that has a literal chandelier in it. He needs, he needs toys, man. He needs, he needs them. Yep. Yep. That's how it goes. And, um, so the, uh, Excuse me, folks, if there was any noise in the background, I'm sorry about that. There's, uh, my neighbors were just leaving, I think. So, um, <laughs> I could hear it in my ears. So, um, just letting you know. Um, so the, uh, um, so anyways, he, he has a conversation there unknowingly with, uh, the Mackenzie's son, Chris. He, uh, who was, um, dropping off a Nerf gun to the, uh, to the um, toy toy drive, and uh, he gives him the Nerf gun. Jeff and Pam yep. see Max talking with an elderly woman out there who is in charge of that, and assumes that she is his grandmother. They resolve yep. to uh, break into the house once again while the rest of the family is still at church because they think that you know the house is empty now. So they, yeah. uh, they they end up sneaking around the back of the house, but end up in the wrong house. The neighbors who don't notice anything because they're all telling a story and not paying attention. Um, no, yeah. So and then they almost drown in a swimming pool and in cold dead of winter. So, you know, yeah. That would have been a good story right there. Mm-hmm. So Local couple orphans their children by drowning the swimming pool in winter when they were trying to rob another person's house. Yep. Like yep. you do. Like you. <laughs> so uh, they end up at the neighbor's backyard. They fall into the pool because they don't see the pool there because it's covered in snow. Um, they, they're they in the back of Max's house eventually. They're all completely frozen. Um, so Max overhears uh, them and here's Jeff agreeing to arrive later that night dressed as Santa Claus in an effort to fool him. Max responds by setting up a bunch of traps in the house while uh, Jeff and Pam wait for their family to fall asleep on Christmas Eve. This movie, yep. <laughs> and this is of course for all the, yeah, no, this is of course where all the good shit happens. Well, so-called good shit happens, where um, Max begins to manifest his multiple um, personality disorders on display, which he'd already hinted at throughout the you know, beginning. Because for one thing, he already exhibited traits of narcissism and being a sociopath when he was in the car with his mom. 
because he was complaining about something. Boo-hoo, I'm a rich kid, blah, blah, blah. Why do we have to, you know, share a house with our relatives? Can't we just have a mansion to ourselves? Oh, poor me. Oh, I need to go to the bathroom, Mom. Oh, let's just wait till we get home, Max. Oh, I can't wait. I'm spoiled brat. I need everything my way and my desired time. Okay, we'll go lie to these nice people who are trying to sell a house because they can't afford it anymore because the husband lost the job and the mother can't make enough money to pay for it by herself. Sure, we'll just use their toilet for free while I pretend that I want to buy it and then you can go and fiddle around with the guy's dolls and then make fun of him while you're at it, you know, just for good measure. Like, haha, just twist that knife a little bit more. Yeah, I feel so powerful. I'm Maximilian. Fuck you. And then, um, and then, so you know, that's not enough. Now he, now he, now he's got the taste for violence. Now he really wants, like, aha! Now I, it's like a legal kill. It's like, it's like Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, yes, yeah, like I wanted someone to attack me so I could shoot them. I'm like, well, that's Max Million right there. He's like, yes, I'm so glad people broke into my house. Now I have the, now I have the right to shoot, you know, billiard balls. Mind you, those, you know, those are pretty heavy. It's a lot of power behind those. Yeah. He has a little pool ball gun. Shoots it right in the guy's forehead. Could have killed him. Murder right there. Um, took a man's life. It probably gave him a little rush to like, shh, just seeing the light go out of their eyes. Like, yes. It's like most of the things um, <coughs> that uh, it's uh, it's basically the um, it's basically all these things that he did um, and like the, the things that Kevin did in the other in the other movies and stuff like that, they could basically kill people, but it's totally like cartoon humor, you know. Where it, yeah, but Kevin Kevin had a legitimate excuse, and yes, he thought at first that they were trying to kidnap him, but the obviously they didn't look threatening, and obviously their tone of voice, you know, was like. You could tell that they weren't like hardened criminals like the wet bandits were. Yeah. You know, like we just want to talk, like there's a big misunderstanding. But again, you know, that might be one of his personality disorders where he can't he can't tell the difference between tones because he's got red in his eyes, just wants to kill, kill, kill. So like to him it's just all he sees is like an enemy that he needs to destroy to like give him that sense of like power, like I am a living god, you know, type of thing. So like it, that could be it. To be fair to him, he, he might be like a serial killer in the making. So, you know, just just to be fair, he might he yes. might have like a severe mental disorder that, that puts him as a danger to society. Okay, so that's, that's, that's what fine. this is but, setting um, up. It's a sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. Um, prison sweet prison. And, um... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's where he woos the prison guards with his charm, and then they start, you know, letting their guard down to give him like a little bit more freedom then he ends up causing havoc and chaos because people like that they just they just love the chaos they love violence just feeds they feed off of it gives them gives them life you know so um yeah he could have he could he committed multiple um harmful actions that could have caused permanent like you know lasting injuries possibly result resulting in death multiple times um such as through fire which you know he that could add pyromania to the list right there. He might have a thing with fire, like yes, like I'm burning this woman's feet off. <laughs> you know, he also has a thing with like heavy balls where he's like, okay, that's kind of weird, but like yes. you know, like you shoot, like you know. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, back I don't like the- Mac. I think he's a piece of shit. But, okay, um, so um, 
Jeff and Pam trying to <clears throat> steal stuff there on Christmas Eve. They're, uh, steal, steal the, I mean, not stuff, steal the, the doll back. Um, they're, they're, uh, subjected to all these, like, elaborate traps of Max's, which are not as clever as Kevin's. Um, they, uh, they discover that Max did not steal the doll, but instead stole a can of soda. They uh, clear up the un misunderstanding, but uh, by talking to Max after you know Max has basically almost killed both of them, there was there was a weird one, a, a weird thing that he did where where when Jeff was like knocked out, he puts a he puts a like a like a virtual reality Oculus type thing on his uh, on his on Jeff's face, and then Jeff thinks he's like on top of a mountain or something which why yeah <clears throat> think that you think that max has the ability to call a helicopter in yeah charter a helicopter and then take them to like you know the grand canyon or something like that what? and i've not used any of this virtual reality stuff but i don't think it's that believable where it would be <laughs> no, i do not think it's that at all i mean i, I don't know but yeah. that's the other thing too the kid's got a fucking oculus those yeah. things aren't cheap and, you know, he lives in the house with a chandelier, mm -hmm. and it's just him and his parents, so three people in that big of a house. No need for that. No need at all for that. Um, it, it, you know, that's that's too much space just for one person to have. You know, quit being greedy. Share it. Okay. You know, that's, that's my point right there. But, you know, he's shooting thumbtacks at Pam. Yeah. So apparently his mom taught him it's okay to, to cause physical harm to women. So I guess that was also what she was teaching him. I guess it was kind of an. Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense because she was letting him steamroll her on the way to the house to go to the bathroom. So I guess he was, in a way, she was teaching them. Oh well, I'm going to cave into your demands, you know. So now that's given you the idea that you can treat all women like this because that's what happens, you know, when your parents, you know, show you manifest certain qualities, you tend to adopt those, or you tend to behave certain ways to people of the various different genders, you know, so that could you have know, been, you know, his way of like, well, I, I can shoot Pam in the face with darts or, or um, thumbtacks or whatever, you know. You know, this whole movie could have been avoided if only there was like a 7-Eleven on the way to where they were driving that they could have stopped at and used the restroom instead of this. You know, or, you know, <laughs> maybe she should have just like, you know, um, just dropped them off and just picked them back, you know, like, no, you can't do that anymore. But like, you know, yeah. she could have just like, then silent, whatever. Anyway, she's just you know, he, he's a brat. She needed to be a little bit more firm with him because he yeah. Was shit. Um, and um, yeah, so he almost killed Pam, you know, because that could have caused infections, mind you. You don't yeah. know where those thumbtacks could have been. They could have been dirty. They, you know, so that could have caused various infections in their face. Which you know, the scars from it went away really fast, though. Well, I, I don't know about that. I'm not sure why, but um, <laughs> you know. You got some magical potion that nobody knows about. I wouldn't be surprised. The house looked pretty big. They probably got all kinds of, you know, fancy stuff there that you know us normal folks, you know, don't have access to. So, you know, it's interesting, you know, because in this. Oh, by the way, so he steals the can, of the energy drink. Well, still theft, still stole something from there. Um, yeah, because we, we find out that he stole the he, he stole the yeah. can of soda instead of the doll. Yeah, but he still stole something. But not only that. The only reason why the guy didn't give it to him is because he didn't feel like he had, like, it wasn't like he was withholding it 
to be a jerk. He didn't know. He even stealing. Even go, go ask your mom. So what? It's his job to go downstairs ask. Like well, that's Mac. I mean, again, Max is a rich kid, so he probably that's his life. Is we have butlers and people who do things on our behalf, and we don't actually have to do anything on our own. So of course, it's this guy's job in his own home, mind you, to walk downstairs from the task he was doing at hand, which was collecting his weird dolls or whatever, going down, just know what his mom is, just know what she looks like, but I guess just go to any female person inside the house that he doesn't know. Are you Max Millions' mom? Are you Max? He doesn't even know his, I don't think he even knows his name. No. So, are you the mom of the kid with glasses? By the way, he wants an energy drink. Is it okay if he has it? Oh, it is okay. Cool. I'm gonna walk back upstairs now and give him the energy drink. No, fuck you, Max, you piece of shit. You can't have it. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, <laughs> so the the movie then uh, continues where they basically they realize that, uh, um, they realize that Max is home home alone. So they decide to uh, take him to their house. And oh, take, how cute! How nice! And take care of him until the mom comes home, and they get a hold of the mom. And uh, so. The um, Carol um, arrives, gets the kid. They find out that the uh, but but that before that they actually found out that the that Ollie stole the doll. That's the little shit who's uh, the nephew. Um, yep. <laughs> um. So um. So then they they get the doll. They're able to you know keep the house. So, um, Carol, um, arrives to pick up Max and having moved into their house only two months ago, finds, uh, friends in the McKenzie's and thanks them for taking care of Max. And then we cut to one year later and the Mercers and the McKenzie's have Christmas dinner together with, uh, Jeff having gotten a new job and willingly gives Max a can of that soda he craved a year prior. Uh-huh. The end. Okay, so you want to take a break, Matt, and we'll come back and talk about the. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, trivia and some reviews. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be right back. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry 
You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. Okay, so um, here's some trivia, Matt. Ready for this? Yeah. Okay, Chris Columbus, the director of Home Alone and Home Alone 2, had the following to say when the topic of this reboot uh, came up during an interview while promoting the Christmas Chronicles Part 2 in 2020. Uh, Nobody got in touch with me about it, and it's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. What's the point? I'm a firm believer that you don't remake films that have the longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to create lightning in a bottle again. It's just um, not going to happen, so why do it? It's like doing a paint-by-numbers version of a Disney animated film, a live action version of that. What's the point? It's been done. Do your own thing. Even if you fail miserably, at least you have come up with something original. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exact, exact fucking Lee. So, yeah, because you saw the documentary about that, how they made Home Alone, how everything just came together, like, just perfectly, like it was meant to be. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fate almost. Yeah. Technically, this was, quote, meant to be, but, like, there's certain things that are meant to be meant to be, and there's certain things that are forced to exist, so it's, quote, meant to be, but not really. Yeah. Home Alone, one, literally could not have happened without every the stars aligning. I mean, everything mm-hmm. just fell in place at the exact right time, with the exact right people nothing else could have the same right year like home alone could not have come out in 1988 or 1993 had to be that exact year everything i mean yeah but this movie i mean i guess it was meant to be because it exists but it's not you know i mean just i guess how like demons exist or you know if you're religious or whatever doesn't mean that you know it's good uh you know it's like Yes, I'm, re- I'm I'm comparing this movie to Demons, so uh, just so we're clear on that. So, um, the premiere date was November 12th, a.k.a. 11-12. The alarm code was 1112. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> was so clever. Like yeah. I said before, this is the sixth version. Mm. A sixth, I mean, sixth uh, movie in the Home Alone franchise. Um, yeah. Okay, the movie that Hunter is watching is a modernized version of the fictional movie Angels with Filthy Souls, which Kevin watched in the original movie Home Alone. Yep. So. And this time they're watching like a dumb version of it. It's like, like in space or something. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, and even make some little comment like, oh, like. Like they're doing, they're doing the whole what? What's it called? A lamp shading, where they're like, oh, like you know, they just always have to recycle things, you know, but yeah. make it work. Like, haha, get it? That's what we're doing. It's like, yeah. Well, if you self, okay, hold on, it's like if you're self aware that what you do sucks, then why are you doing it? Like, it makes no sense. Like, like you're just like, it's like you shouldn't be doing the thing that you're self aware of doing. Like. I, I don't go around and start punching people and be like, oh, I'm so self-aware that I'm punching people. It's such a bad habit of mine. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's a mental health, you know, um, help or whatever. Like, it's, 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 
It's really your thing. So uh, one of the Lego models that Pam is stepping on when uh, breaking into the Max's house is the Eiffel Tower in the original Home Alone. The McAllister family was traveling to Paris when leaving Kevin Home Alone. Um, yeah, and uh, like we said before, Devin uh, Rattray uh, reprised his role as Buzz. That's all of the uh, trivia from the Internet Movie Database. That, and also, too, um, they they have a McAllister alarm system. So apparently Kevin's rich, yeah. I guess, or something because he built his own. I mean, our alarm system's really... I mean, it seems like he would have gotten pretty late into the alarm system game. I mean, even if he was 18... Yeah, well, nineteen ninety eight or something like that. Like, you know. there, there, there are alarm systems that start, started after that that are pretty popular. You know, like, uh, um, what is that one? Um, Cobra. No, no there, there's one. Um, oh, Simply Safe, which uh, oh, okay. which uh, tends to advertise lots of podcasts. It could be advertising ours for all I know. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Um. It'd be funny if that is one of the sponsors on this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so algorithm like hears us talking about you know alarm systems. So <laughs> <laughs> if it is, let us know because I'll never listen to the episode on the podcast. The podcast app to know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, everyone else should listen to our stuff, but not us. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it enough I when don't. I edited it. So. Um, yeah. No, I'm so afraid. I, I, I listened to one, just part of the um, the Aladdin one, the mm-hmm. one from uh, Florida, Miami, yeah. whatever, Al Haddon. Yeah. Uh, with uh, my friend Andrew. Mm-hmm. And, like, not only that, though, we were in a car, so I couldn't really escape it. I'm like, oh, we got to turn this off. I, 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 I'm going to just jump out of the car. Like, if we- <laughs> <laughs> Did Andrew like Andrew it, at least? What's that? Did Andrew like it at least? He did. He was kind of upset that I wanted to turn it off. Actually, oh, okay. I just, I <laughs> Listen to it later if you want, or something like. <laughs> okay, so um, before I get into these reviews, I actually read a review in um somewhere else. Like somebody was complaining about it. I don't remember where, but um, they were talking about um, the thing they hated the most about the movie is the fact that the kid was British. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why would that be the problem? <laughs> yeah, I don't like, really see what that... They're like, it's pointless for the kid to be British. <laughs> I hate the movie that because it sucks, not because that the kid's British. Not because Archie yeah. hates his British. I mean, what the hell? I mean, it, it does It does add a layer to his insulting demeanor, of course. Yeah. You know, because, you know Brits tend to be kind of witty. Yeah. And think that think you're better than everyone else because the end... You know, the sun never sets on the British Empire. Well, it does now, so, you know, fuck you. But anyway. Um, yeah, so um, our friend uh, Ryan from New Realms Media had actually said something on a, a post I made about this, just wondering. Um, he, sa- he said that after seeing it, he thinks that this might be the new worst movie of the year um, after uh, He's All That. So I don't know, man. I don't, He's All That was pretty bad. Yeah. So, uh, um, I think this was a little bit better next. At least this movie has cast of actual actors. Yeah. Uh, well, not the big. I mean, the the one dude's from Cobra Kai, so he's a real yeah. actor. Not not the 
the woman who's like a TikTok star, which yeah. I don't count the profession um, because I'm old and I don't understand TikTok, so yes. therefore it doesn't count <laughs> in the real profession. YouTube, of course, ca- you know, counts because I was young when YouTube got started. So yeah, of course, I mean, YouTube, you know, that's, that's anything else is bad, you know. That's like a, a guy I work with. I was telling him that the movie starred a, a, a TikTok uh, star, and he says, those things don't exist. They do. And I was like, yeah, they do. I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry. Just because just because you're too old to understand it, and I might be too, um, doesn't mean that there aren't people that are rich off of TikTok. I mean, look at like Little, no, Nas, exactly. Little Nas X and stuff. You know, like there's people that have become huge from this freaking shit. So. No, it, it's true. It's just like, it's like the idea of thinking that other countries don't exist. It's like, yeah. just because you haven't been there doesn't mean there's like a whole other world there of like content that like you just have no idea what's, what's out because you don't, you don't look at it. Or you, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the whole xenophobic way of looking at life. I mean, it's just sort of <laughs> If anything, TikTok is kind of taken place over YouTube and these older apps. And it's just a mm. lot of people just don't want to transfer over. I don't want to No, I, you know, I've got used to YouTube. I know how it works. I know how you upload videos. Well, I, I waited I until the print. last minute to join, join Facebook. Um, I was a MySpace guy through and through. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, yeah, me too. I love MySpace. Yeah. The only reason why I joined Facebook is because every one of our friends was leaving MySpace to go there. And I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, I guess now I have to, um, <laughs> Fuck you, assholes! Because yeah. you know, which I'll eventually stray apart after a few years anyway, and we'll probably have like a friend reunion fifteen years later when someone dies or whatever. That got really morbid. Whoa! Yes, <laughs> that's how it goes. Talk about, um, so talk about the good days, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> then we'll have a coffee, shed a tear, and then we'll go off. You won't see each other again for another ten years. Until somebody else dies. Anyway, so um, the uh, <laughs> and, then, and then say we should do this more, not under these circumstances, and then don't do it. Yeah, those are the exact yep. conversations I had when my grandmother and my aunt mm-hmm. and my cousin passed away with my yep. family. That was all within the same year. And, oh God! Yeah, and I have not seen really many of them since my cousin's funeral. So well, um, <laughs> I'm <yep>. just saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I mean, that's my fault as much as anybody's, but the, uh, so here's a, here's a one star review from the, uh, internet movie database from November 12th, 2021. Um, this is from Jake, the snake four, two Oh, Oh seven. Um, as bad as I thought it would be. Why, why, why? That's all I kept saying to myself. First off, maybe they could have done a good Home Alone film if it was done right. But no, it was done awful. First off, the kid was awful. The character is so unlikable. What a brat. The bandits are not really bandits. They're just stupid people. The supporting characters are also bad. They try so hard to be like the original characters. The plot is worse. There's no character development. The effects are so bad. Too um, a bad, a, a so bad too. At night, you can tell it's CGI. The traps are also so bad. Just awful film. <laughs> Another one star here from uh, Twanster nine seven six five five, written on the thirteenth um, <clears throat> of November. This is a one out of ten. Avoid soulless cash cow. 
The film has no redeeming moments, by far the worst of the franchise. They could head in so many directions and even use original casting to bring the franchise back, but once again, they've dug up an old title and made this hollow, soulless movie. It looks and feels like a low-budget sitcom. Director, cast, and production just awful. Dreadful. File this one under should not have happened. But again, in today's industry, it's about quantity, not quality. Everyone involved got paid well, but they'll probably regret doing this one later on in their careers. I would hope so. Um, what, what's her name? I, forget, I always forget her name. Um, the Kim is her name Kim. Oh, from Kim Possible. I mean, not, not no, Kim Possible from from but, Kim, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, what's her name? Again? Ellie Kemper. <laughs> not, Kim, Ellie not Kim. Not Kim Possible. I'm just <laughs> no, Ellie, Ellie Kemper. Yeah, you actually on the you know late show with Colbert talking about the movie. And I felt so bad. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. having your this like oh man like like oh man like i felt so bad for her because she's sitting there trying to like really play it up too like oh my god like how like how sad are you do you feel right now like you know or who knows maybe they maybe they think it's good i can't imagine why they would then again they might not actually watch have because a lot of actors don't watch their own films just like how we don't listen to their own podcasts for the most part so maybe yeah only saw the scenes she was in or since she acted in those scenes that's a different perspective as well than seeing it on film so maybe she had fun doing those scenes that it's it's different than how it you know because you know you add music and shit that's not there when you're filming stuff like that so um so, you know so my main, yeah my main issue with this movie i think i'm done reading but these these uh <laughs> reviews are all pretty much the same so um <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's a couple of good ones, like saying things like cute movie to watch with your kids and stuff like that. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. no really good reviews. Um, okay, my main issue with this movie is the fact that it made us give a shit about the burglars. Yeah. Because the thing is, is you, you gave the burglars backstory and they weren't really burglars. So it basically made everything that Max did in this movie very just sadistic. Yeah. And and you didn't have a clear-cut antagonist and protagonist in this film. It was just a misunderstanding that could have been solved through good communication. Yeah. Or Granted, just, or, or just mean, waiting. You know, I mean, I know they, they were on a rush by the end for, for, you know, their house being sold by the end of the year. But they didn't necessarily have to take that bid on the house, even though he said that's the best you're going to get. Right. But they that's... didn't necessarily have to take the best they were going to get. They could have waited until after the, you know, holidays were over to and wait for the Mercers to come home and be like, hey, Mrs. Mercer, I think your kid stole our doll. Or took it. Or yeah. How it went over. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it really is their fault. I mean, you should not be breaking into a person's house, even if you are just trying to retrieve what you think is yours. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, you can't be like, oh, this guy stole my Frisbee, or I think he did, so I'm just going to go, like, break into his house when he's not home and take... I won't take anything else. I'm just taking the Frisbee. No, it doesn't work that way. It's still breaking and entering. Um, it is. So, 
So really, they shouldn't have done that. That was really stupid on their part. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know they were, they they were stupid in their choices and everything, but they gave us sympathy for them, and you kind of actually felt bad for them. And I don't know if that necessarily works in a movie like this because it's no. like you don't know. Like, like let's bring it back to the you know Roadrunner and Coyote. You don't need to know the backstory as to why the freaking Roadrunner is chasing the Coyote. I mean, I mean right. the other way around. I'm sorry that the, the Coyote's chasing the Roadrunner. You don't need to know the backstory of that. You just, you know, watch it for the slapstick, and that's kind of like what the first one was. You know that these guys were trying to steal shit, but you just knew they were thieves. That's all. You know, they were the wet bandits. They didn't. You know, you didn't know that. You know. The reason they're stealing money is because, you know, Marv had cancer and uh, he needed, a, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would have made the story a lot worse. Yeah. Like they just, they're, and they're, that's the other thing, they were living out of the van too. They didn't even have a house or a home. Mm-hmm. They were living in a cold winter in a van. Yeah. Well, they had a, a bed back there that they had to share. They had nothing but SpaghettiOs to eat from. And, and their um, wives left them and, um, yeah. Marv cut him off on one of the cans and has an infection that he can't go to the hospital for. So now they're just trying to treat it with Neosporin. You know, no, they, they were just stereotypical <laughs> burglars. They weren't, you know, they weren't sympathetic characters. And I know that you want to try to give, you know, backstories to characters sometimes, but you don't need, I mean, it's like, it's like in Die Hard, Hans Gruber was just this bad guy running this group of people who was trying to steal, you know, stuff from Nakatomi Plaza or whatever. You know, you didn't need to know that, you know, what happened to him before the night of Christmas Eve when this took place, you know? This whole backstory, he, yeah. he grew up as a, as a son of a, of a cobbler. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he did an apprenticeship mm. with his uncle, but then the Nazis came and they, they, you know, burned down the place because they were secretly hiding Jews. And then they forced Hans to, you know, shoot someone and, so that he wouldn't have to become a member of the Nazi party. So he just randomly had to choose which person. And then he did it. And then afterwards he felt numb. So then he just became a terrorist because he doesn't care about anything anymore. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, it's why uh, Darth Vader was scarier before the prequels came out. Mm-hmm. Because now you know why Anakin became Darth Vader. It doesn't really necessarily help his scariness. I'm no, not, it doesn't. I'm not saying that they're necessarily bad movies or or they don't add to the you know mythology and shit. But what I'm saying is that it was scarier 1977 when the original came out to you know or whenever you saw it before the prequels came out to like just oh this guy you know and it's like even even after you watch the you know the the second and third of the original trilogy and you find out that he's you know luke's dad and shit it you still didn't necessarily need to know what happened during the clone wars you didn't necessarily need i mean i'm not saying that none of this i mean i think the clone wars show is good and all that other shit but you know what i mean it's like you don't it's almost like when you explain things too much it's like it's like the difference between John Carpenter's Halloween and Rob Zombie's Halloween. In Rob Zombie's Halloween, he gives you the backstory as to why Michael Myers is the way he is. It's kind of scary just to think of him as a boogeyman who's out killing babysitters, you know? 
Yeah, he's like a spiritual, yeah, you know, spiritual being who's kind of almost immortal. He can't be killed, or it's just yeah. very impossible to kill him for whatever reason. You don't need to know why yeah. he's doing it. Yeah, like scary. It's like why can't he die? Is he being possessed by a demon? Is is he a demon? Is he human? Like you know, like yeah. So I mean, overall, I think this movie could have been better if you didn't give me the backstory and explanation as to why the burglars are breaking into the house and make me actually care about them and give a shit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So on a scale of one to 10, Matt, what do you rate this movie? Uh, a, a two. Yeah. I'm yeah. feeling, I'm feeling about a two, maybe three, um, three for some of the performances. So, um, that's it. You know, gotta be generous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, so... Anyways, um... Anything else to say about this, Matt, before we wrap things up? Nothing at all. No. Okay, so, um... My suggestion is, if you want to watch uh, this movie, just watch Home Alone 1 or 2. Instead. That's, yeah, that's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, Maybe even watch Home Alone 3. Is Home Alone 4 on Disney Plus or not? No, the, the only ones that are on there are 1, 2, 3 in this one. Uh, so why aren't the other one? Are they all like different companies that made or something? Or? I don't know. I think they were made by Fox, so I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they just want to ignore them like they don't exist. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, someday I want to actually, I do want to cover. Home Alone 5, the Holiday Heist for our podcast. Maybe next uh, Christmas we will. We'll see. So what's that one about? I never saw that one. I've only seen part of it. It's like two kids left Home Alone in this one. I don't know. I know Malcolm McDowell's in it. So. (laughs) You know. Yeah. There. Um. That's interesting. That's yeah. that's really interesting, right <laughs> yeah. there, Malcolm. because uh, he's a really good actor. And that, mm-hmm. that seems very sad that he had to do this movie. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, sometimes the great ones have to. They still have to eat, so you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's this movie from France. I think I told you about it once. Maybe, maybe we can do it sometime. I'm not sure. I don't know because it's got subtitles. It's in French, so I don't know. Yeah. I might just tell you what it is because they might have a dub version. I don't know. But yeah. um, so apparently the dude who directed this movie or, or wrote it or whatever, I guess he was trying to say that um, Home Alone stole his idea of the thing, but I, I don't really know if it's true or not because this version, you know, it's a French film, so obviously it's going to yeah. be like really weird bleak and dark because no French people. Yeah. Because you'll have to be xenophobic against other European people. It's fine. You know? Xenophobia is not the fear of the warrior princess. No, it's not. It should be. Because uh, <laughs> you, you should fear the warrior princess very much. Uh, or if you got like a thing for strong women, maybe you don't fear. Maybe you like it. I don't know. Just saying. But, um, you know... <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this um, this movie's so bleak and dark. So like, it's almost literally the same exact concept, but it's just such a, like it's like a it's like a suspense film. Like this kid, his mom owns like a toy, like a really 
big toy shop, like a, like almost like a mall, like it's a huge, <clears throat> like a huge store. As I think her dad owned it before she did and founded it, so she's like the one that's taking care of it now, whatever. And um, and she uh, she has to fire um, this dude who plays like is like one of the Santa Clauses there because he was like I think he came to work drunk a couple of times. And he was he was like you know just acting rowdy and you know causing like a disturbance or whatever. At, you know so she had to she had to go fire him. Well, you know, naturally, this this drunk Santa Claus took it personally that you know he got fired, and you know, like most people, you know, who have substance abuse issues and don't want to take responsibility for their own actions, you know, and of course, it's it's not his fault; it's the the, the rich woman's fault who fired him. You know, not the fact that he came into work drunk as Santa Claus, yeah, being surrounded by children. Well, we'll have to look so, at this movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he finds out where she lives. I guess I don't know how. And it's like you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty you know, mansion, you know, pretty big house. And he he basically is like there to, I don't know, kidnap her kid. I forgot or just I don't know exactly what his reasoning for there was. But like, and he sets up all kinds of traps and stuff. But it's uh, I mean, it's not at all a comedy. It is, it is absolutely insane. Like to- at one point, like he kills his dog and shit. Okay. <laughs> Well, we'll have to look up this movie sometime yeah. and maybe cover it for a future oh, podcast. It's Pierre Pierre Noel, like one one two. Not I, no, it's yeah. not one one two. It's like it's got a number. It, it's 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 on YouTube for free, or at least it was. Someone uploaded it. Um, huh. It's a very very dark movie. <laughs> well, we'll look that up. Um, you might want to too, folks. Um, who knows? And um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Until um, until next time, folks. Um, tis the season to be jolly. So be jolly with each other. You know. Wait, that sounded dirty. Yeah. Um. So uh, the uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did not mean that. So you know, just be merry, be bright. You know, wear a mask. Wear a condom. Yeah. Follow us on uh, all two real two dot com. You can check out everything on there for all of our information. Um. Share the show with your friends. That's that's really important. Just, you know, share this episode if you enjoyed it or any of our other episodes. Just share them with your friends. You know, that helps us out a lot. Give us a five-star review. And until next time, folks, Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.